Wow. I'm going to see if we can get our friend of the show, Joe, to remix this into some sort of dubstep or something. I don't know. Welcome to the Memory Distillery, everyone. I'm Anthony Verneri. And I'm John Deck. And each week we will malt, mash, ferment, and distill our way through the spirits of our past in the form of long-loved movies. And this week, Asps. Very dangerous. You go first. That's right. We are watching Raiders of the Lost Ark from 1981, directed by Steven Spielberg. This is our third Spielberg flick, I believe. Uh... John, you and I were talking a little bit before the show about this movie, and we don't necessarily align on how we feel about it. That's right. I was saying it's one of the best movies ever made, and you were just like, oh, this movie. The only good thing in this movie is that that one scene where the guy gets hit by an airplane. And I was like, how can that be the only thing you like? That is literally not the conversation we had, John. Oh, you're referring to the part of the conversation where i was giving you a hard time and pretending i didn't love this movie oh so you were giving me a hard time yes, of and you do love this movie of okay course. great because you said it was overrated <laughs> and uh not good and so we yeah. were gonna have a, a whole lot to talk about there but now well, i have nothing to talk about because <laughs> you literally took all the wind out of my sails yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll readily admit that I was doing absolutely everything I could to just get you all rattled and that those words are absolutely untrue. Um, it may not be may not be in my top 10 movies of all time, but it's way up there. It's it's just super, super, super high on my list of of movies. And uh, again, it, it's one of those movies that when I do watch it, I absolutely love it, but I haven't watched it for so long. It just kind of blows my mind. It's just been sitting out there waiting for us, and here we are coming to the table and eating and devouring a plate of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think it'll be delicious. I do too, and I've watched it much more recently. Uh, Actually, I want to say it's been within the last year that I've seen it uh, and still held up then, and I'm, I'm nearly positive it will still hold up now. Uh, so there's so much to love with this movie between the action and the, the dialogue and Harrison Ford and, you know, fighting Nazis and monkey Nazis. Yes. And monkey Nazis, little, little hiling Nazis, uh, from in monkey form. Uh, yeah. I mean, this movie is fantastic and I'm so excited that we get to watch it finally. I almost uh, feel I almost feel like we need to kind of up the ante a bit and find a way to challenge ourselves a bit more because really 
it's one of those rare movies like there have been a few that we've watched where we know going into it there's just no question whether or not this movie's a classic whether it stands the test of time whether it's not our nostalgia that's tricking us this is just a really great movie but like there there's just some some edge something extra that i i I don't know what that is necessarily but i really i I feel like there's got to be a way that we can look at this from a, a different light and just try to pull something extra out of this or, or maybe all we do is just extol its virtues for you know an hour and then then we're done but <laughs> either way i'm i'm up for the challenge i am too uh i think that there's not a whole lot left to say at this point except that we're going to go and watch this raiders of the lost ark is currently streaming on netflix so if you want to head over there you can grab it uh on the netflix if not get it from your uh, personal library or you know the usual suspects as far as streaming rental services go and when we come back we are talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark John are you ready mm-hmm. then let's do it It's not the years, honey. It's the mileage. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we just got done watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, John, still as good now as it was then? Raiders of the Lost Ark is... It's its something of a conundrum to me because on some levels, it's kind of maybe one of the best movies ever made in certain ways and then in some ways when i'm watching it like there are definitely moments where i kind of like scrunch up my face a little bit and go why 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 is this the best movie ever but like (laughs) but it's it's just it's these moments where i i think i let myself be too much of a quote-unquote adult and just stop enjoying the movie for a second because Sure, there are maybe one or two chase scenes that feel really dragged out that take a long time that don't necessarily need to. Or there may be, you know, little leaps in the narrative that, you know, that are are not, it's not supposed to be super realistic and all. But, like, putting all that aside for a moment, I really think there's something about this movie that just invites you to be kind of just like a kid watching some kind of old classic, you know, action-y movie. And in that space, uh, it's, yeah, it's just as classic and enjoyable and just something that even if I try to critique it like I just did, it, it's still all those things just melt away to the enjoyment that happens while watching it. Yeah, and, and I, I kind of feel the same way. Um, there are definitely some things, especially kind of being a little bit more critical this go-around, that I was like, uh that doesn't make a lot of sense or, you know, that, that doesn't jive with what just happened, uh, which we could talk about. But I think that on the whole, yeah, this movie, uh, for, for the, the few flaws that it has, uh, for sure holds up. Um, one thing in particular that I sort of saw it and I questioned it was right at the beginning of the movie, you know, when he's, he's running out of the temple, uh, that's collapsing around him and he gets to that spot where the boulder starts to go and 
you you see the boulder moving you know it's going why are you running like just duck let it go ahead see i wanted to i wanted to see because i thought the same thing and i wanted to see was there maybe maybe because of the experience he had earlier with the thing with the the i don't know what you call it the wall thing shutting down the the blockade of the hallway you know when he was like oh yeah, yeah so yeah. maybe he was afraid that was also happening so he had to keep moving forward instead of stopping but even if you watch if you're gonna be critical of that scene once <laughs> once you get to the point where the boulder becomes even there's plenty of room on the right and left with all the little stalagmites and stuff where he could just go jump to the left or right where you know and it would again roll past there you know, there's plenty of options it seems but I guess if we're just going with the the adventuresome pace, it's like you have to me- keep moving forward. That's just what you do. Get that cardio in, I guess. It's just like as soon as the little pedestal thing goes down that he um, automatically runs through all the booby traps that he was so careful not to trip. And it turns out if you run, booby traps don't hit you. <laughs> it's like... It's, so it's like the... Unless you're Alfred Molina. <laughs> right. So... At any rate, it's just funny that there's, there are those things. And like, for me, the thing that kind of got me just a little bit was in a similar way, like when you watch Star Wars, the original Star Wars uh, movies, and you get the lightsaber fights, and they're just like this, you know, slow, deliberate swings at, you know, two sticks at each other, obviously not, you know, choreographed by martial artists or sword masters or anything. They're just kind of like slow clanky deliberate fights not that impressive um and in this you have uh, indiana with his big swooping haymaker punches and every fight that he's in (laughs) it's just like just just hooking those arms out and just swinging for the fences and like he just connects with people's face every time and they just go flying and it's like but it's again we could do this all day where we try to find things but it doesn't bring down the the fun of the movie because it's really meant to be almost like I don't know, kind of like a pulp adventure novel or something. It's not supposed to be critiqued. It's not supposed to be looking for the flaws and how perfect it is. I think that if you're going to go that route, maybe this movie isn't that amazing, honestly, because it's not meant for that. I think it's meant for just a childlike wonder, an ability to just go, you know, screwed. I'm just going to enjoy what's happening. Um, And so, so yeah, there's, there's, several little things here and there that we could just keep picking up but i still i'm kind of um impressed by how much fun the movie is despite the little distractions and the little things that make you go what what exactly is going on here oh yeah like especially with like the banter actually before we get into that i just want to mention the you talked about the lightsaber scenes in star wars i give that a pass especially in the first one because it's an old ass Alec Guinness versus a dude in a giant space samurai suit that are they're not exactly in the best of position to like have a a big lightsaber duel. There is, however, a redone. I'm sure you've probably seen it. A redone version of that. Uh, called scene. It's scene thirty eight from the movie. Yeah. Uh, where somebody took it and digitally redid it, and it's a really great lightsaber scene. Yeah, Go on yeah. YouTube and check it out if you if you are so inclined, listener. Um, no, the banter, especially between um, between Indy and uh, 
and Marion is just fantastic. Uh, she's she's such a uh, she she is constantly digging at him and and busting his chops and and kind of reminding him that he sort of takes himself too seriously. I think and she she definitely keeps the mood light, which is great. But yeah, it's 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 a nice. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's it's a nice element to the movie. Yeah, I have to say at this point that like I'm just gonna dive into this. Uh, something I've brought up before uh, on the podcast, maybe recently, I can't remember, is that um, one of my greatest flaws as a human being is that um, I didn't see Casablanca to just a couple of years ago, maybe about three years ago or so. Um, I've seen it many times since then. I absolutely love it, but. The last time I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark was quite a few years ago, well before I ever saw Casablanca. And watching it now, there are many, many different scenes that I feel are pulled right out of Casablanca. Um, that are, it just is amazing to me the the feel and the touch of it. Like, and I don't say that like in a it's been stolen and it's you know like it's copying this, but I just feel like there's an homage there, like a, a love. And like even down just to, of course, you know, both have the similarities and the Nazis uh, kind of as the the villain, the undercurrent running through things. You have, um, you know, Rick is very much like uh, Harrison Ford, you know, as much like Indy in there. I'm really kind of cool. People kind of dig me and I kind of like shrug it off. It's not that big of a deal. And then you have uh, Ilsa and Casablanca kind of matching up with Marion and not the exact same character and all, but um, they're supposed to, you know, the, 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 the female lead who has a history with the main character and they start off like antagonistic because they've been wronged one way or another. And then the, the clothing and the, and the lighting, I could just go on and on. Like there's one scene in the beginning uh, right after uh, or I'm trying to think of when it's at. It's like the first time you really see Indy's face, uh, near the little temple area and he steps into the light out of the shadow and it just so reminds me of a Humphrey Bogart mood where he move where he's just in the shadow <laughs> and he steps forward and the light just kind of goes across his face you know it's just these little hero shots uh that come up and, and like the fedora like you know at the end of the movie I really expected him to like send Marion off like you know and and stay behind <laughs> Like because Indy's there with the, the the fedora and the nice coat and all that stuff and like there's just so many cool little back and forths that like I'm not saying one movie is is the same movie as the other but I just love this time around lots of different elements yeah. that, are the, that are the same yeah um I I don't know that I've ever seen Casablanca in its totality like I I know that I've seen bits and pieces of it but I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through so that's interesting you only just saw it a couple years ago uh yeah i think uh we now that you've said that that we are absolutely gonna have to work this into uh the memory distillery the only the only downside there is perhaps the fact that i've seen it so many times in the last couple of years so i'm not gonna have as many questions (laughs) but no i mean i just feel that there are so many scenes from this movie that everyone else and, and, and their brother have always known or quoted or, you know, they watched it either 
their family watched it or they saw it in school or like they've they've seen it all over and i just always was like i don't know i got burned by citizen kane so i don't want to watch another stupid movie that everyone says is great <laughs> and it's like couldn't be further from the truth and, and that that movie is amazing and and to, to for me to mention it in the same breath of as raiders of the lost ark i feel i'm giving raiders a lot of high praise um but but again not that they're anything at all like the same movie, but there's just the style to it where you just soak it in. And, and this, I mean, Raiders has style to spare, you know, it's, it really, so many of the, the moments in it are just, you, you could just pull the wardrobe off of, you know, a third of the people in this movie. And it's just like classic. Oh yeah. I mean, it's so iconic. Like the, they really paid close attention, I feel like, to the the, the wardrobe and the, the scenery and making sure that that sort of captivated you in such a way that you you were absorbed into or, or, or you 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 found yourself uh, swept into this this world of 19, you know, 36 or whatever it is. Uh, and, and this archaeologist professor who also happens to be an adventurer is, is fighting Nazis. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but in, in his super cool, all khaki and, and, you know, leather jacket and leather fedora and his bullwhip, like the whole, the whole thing, the whole getup and, and the, the satchel and everything. It just, you could put that on anyone and they go, Oh, you're Indiana Jones. Like that's what, that's who you are for Halloween. You're Indiana Jones. Um, there are some fun facts about this movie. Some of them that I knew, some of them that I, uh, am just now learning, uh, the scene, uh, in the marketplace where, uh, Marion is, is running away as they're being attacked and, uh, the, the swordsman comes out and he's swinging it around and he's the, the biggest, baddest swordsman and Indy just shoots him. Um, apparently, uh, Harrison Ford had food poisoning that day and could not do the whip maneuver that he had intended to do. So he just shot the guy instead. And that's how he ended up with that scene. Um, another shot, uh, in the well of souls is the, uh, the, the hieroglyphics on the wall. If you pause it at a certain point. Uh, you can see R2-D2 and C-3PO amongst the hier- hieroglyphics. I didn't know that this was rated R originally. Uh, yeah, I, I actually knew that bit because I even watching it now, it brings back into question all those movie rating you know, issues of wondering what exactly <laughs> what exactly is the, is the cutoff because, yeah, maybe they toned down some of the face melting just a little bit, but like... There's a lot of stabbing and gunshots and blood and throats being cut. And like, there's a lot of mm-hmm. that going on in here. And I just wonder at like, at what point was it considered? That's probably not, you know, great for kids to go with their parents to see, or, you know, like it's, it's so weird. Cause it's also set up in that kind of classic adventure film, something that would be appropriate for all audiences as it's like general thing. But, you know, there's, there's a decent amount like i don't i i don't know uh i don't know where 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 that should fall in terms of it having quite a bit of you know i i wouldn't say it's as brutal as you know who framed roger rabbit where that little tune shoe got dipped but that poor shoe 
but still that it's poor, poor it could... shoe. thanks again alex by the way for being on the show last week that was great yeah but i mean we're talking about poisoning a monkey i mean that's got to be rated r right oh yeah i mean like that's animal abuse yeah. right uh speaking of the monkey uh you know how he does the little the little hand gesture and the hail hitler thing yeah a little nazi uh, monkey yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know how like he makes the sound like he's saying "Hail Hitler." The guy who did that also voiced Abu in Aladdin. <laughs> I, I, I don't, you know, I might be cutting off, you know, some of your more fun facts, but I'm going to jump into something that's not a fun fact as much as as an observation of mine, which uh, is that the the main theme for Indiana Jones is definitely in my like top three of favorite. Uh, scores like the 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 entire movie is not my favorite but that that classic indie theme is just Mm -hmm. spectacular like if i had to rank things and i know we don't like to rank things or make lists or anything on this show it's gotta be in my top five maybe top three like themes of of uh, things and, and honestly a lot of a lot of my top overall would be john williams anyway in other in other movies so i, I just so in love with it um the the love theme with him and marion's okay uh not not my favorite but it definitely has its own unique feel and they use it well um but that main adventure theme ah, just great it makes i just cannot whistle it when it's i just am so into it well, it's funny you say that because we were watching this last night and uh, one of the few times that my wife has sat with me and watched an Indiana Jones movie. And I think it's because my birthday is coming up and she was like, oh, we'll sit with him for his birthday. That'll be a nice little gift. Uh, but she sat and she's watching the movie with me and the theme comes on and she starts like humming along to it. And I'm like, see, even you know this. Like, even this is is a thing to you. It's not just you know, movie nerds like me, like you recognize this, even as somebody who doesn't necessarily subscribe to the action movie genre or whatever. Uh, You know, that brings up an interesting question. You said top three. What maybe what is your top three favorite sort of movie themes? Um. You know what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to go strictly John Williams because there's just so, so many amazing movie, you know, scores and themes, soundtracks that like I can't wrap my brain around a top three or even a top 20. But so with that in mind, rank Indiana Jones, Star Wars and Jurassic Park, because I know that that's your three. Uh, It would be Star Wars, then Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park's number one, of course. Oh, she went three to one. Okay, yeah, gotcha. I gotcha, mean, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, I, it's been, here's another possible memory distillery uh, movie that we should do at some point in time, but I've never been a huge fan of E.T. I just haven't been. Um, really? And I, I love, I, I can love a good kids movie. I can love, like, there's, there are so many things that, that it's not like, oh, I just don't like aliens. I don't like kids movies. I don't like humor. Like, I don't know. But it's been a really long time since I've seen it, probably college even. And so I'm willing to watch it again at some point. But I will say that I'm probably even more familiar with the soundtrack than than the E.T. movie. And I really love the soundtrack for it. Um, See, and it's probably been at least 10 years for me because I think my kid was pretty small when he saw it. So that tracks as far as it being like 
a while since I've watched E.T. Plus, so, we yeah, watched think... Mac and Me, and I hear that they're basically the same movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, Carbon Co- I, uh, E.T. is probably a ripoff of Mac and Me yeah. if we go back and watch now. Like, uh, So, yeah, we could, we could get that in there and, and, you know, see how it stacks up against the, the ever, the, the, the timeless classic that is Mac and Me. So speaking of John Williams, did you have any other uh, films that crack your your top favorites? Yeah, so I mean, I would say uh, Indy and Jurassic Park are up there. I think for me, edging out the top three, putting it Star Wars at number four, would be Back to the Future. Uh, not John uh, Williams, obviously, but yeah. uh, that... That score, I, I feel like, just is it, it's it's gripping and it's wonderful, and every every note is perfect for the scene that it's in, and and all that. And I I, I think it's just it's just lovely and fantastic. Uh, which we'll have to get back to the future. We keep talking about movies that we need to do <laughs> coming up here soon on this episode because I, I feel like there's so many that we just. We need to squeeze into this. We haven't done a Star Wars yet. We haven't done a Back to the Future yet. We just now, 63 episodes in, did Indiana Jones. Well, we, we've had this. We're, we were wanting to uh, kind of save up for this, you know, summer of blockbusters. And, and you know, we've, we've asked people on Facebook and, and we got a lot of good uh, good takes, including Jurassic Park we and did. Back to the Future. And a lot of people asking for a lot of these, these big movies. So I think maybe... Uh, Maybe this here right now, you all are listening to the beginning of the blockbuster summer, and we gotta we gotta start you know making good on our word on these things. We do. Um, I don't. I, I hesitate to put a number to the the episodes that we're gonna do of summer blockbusters, but I think we can 100. count on at least a few weeks of this. A hundred, a hundred weeks of summer blockbusters. No, no, That's not be... not hundred weeks. A hundred blockbusters. Over the course of five weeks, tw- oh shit, twenty movies a week, <laughs> roughly three <laughs> movies a day. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be hard, but we have the time, and we can make it happen. I I suppose we have those things. Time. <laughs> it's, I mean, you got to give the fans what they want. I guess you do. Uh, we can do. Something in the neighborhood of a hundred, probably closer to six. That's what I meant. Yeah, uh, not six hundred, just six. Right. Obviously, period. That's, that's, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> uh, you know, one other thing, going back to stuff that just didn't track with me, because um, we t- we've seen the praises of these this movie because it's so fucking good, but. Um, the the chase scene where Indy takes over the truck that's mm-hmm. holding the Ark of the Covenant, and the dude like shoots him in the arm, and he knocks that dude out, and he gets thrown out of the the windshield, and Indy ends up like on the hood and sliding underneath the truck as he's holding on to the front of this truck. All I could think of was good thing he didn't get shot in the arm maneuvering under the truck like that. Yeah, because like he's both hands just hard gripping onto the the underside of this truck when 
there's a good chance of getting shot in the arm. I've never been shot, but uh, getting shot in the arm, I would imagine, would tear up some of the muscles, make it a little difficult to maybe grip or or be dexterous with that hand and or arm. Mm. Just but you're forgetting. It... There's two things you're forgetting here. One, adrenaline. It's just like a mommy, uh, mommy, <laughs> just like a mom saving their kid. All <laughs> oh, those mommy. stories where the the mother reaches down and lifts the school bus up over her head because she's so filled with adrenaline. That's that's a, and number two, I think he knew he was gonna have to get tore up pretty bad. So later on, he would have be hurt everywhere. So he would not be hurt in some places. So he could get kissed in those places. If you know what I'm saying. Gotcha. So, so like he, he was he, he had was the going foresight to yeah. know he was gonna be yes. in the captain's quarters with yes. Marion and need certain spots to be kissed. Yes. Okay. Now, so that's why he had the, to get damaged all over. Yeah. With a school bus thing, that's not adrenaline. That's Kryptonian, uh, because she's from Krypton. Lifting oh, that bus. that makes a lot more sense because all those stories you hear about all the time. It's like I don't know. I've gotten. I've had a lot of adrenaline rushing through my system, and I don't lift up any school buses anymore. And yeah. So I do have because uh, over the course of the weeks of doing. The memory distillery. Uh, we like to change things up a little bit, and we've done this in the past, and it was a lot of fun before, at least for me, being the one reading it and researching it. And so I wanted to see what the user reviews on IMDb looked like Uh-oh. for Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I mean, I could have gone through and just grabbed, you know, random uh, selections of reviews, but I thought. What's the fun in that? Why not find the most poorly worded, worst reviews that are out there? And so I made a list. Wait, you are you telling me that you found ridiculous things like that on the internet? I know. The internet is very, very well curated. But there are certain corners of it, like IMDb, where you run across some really old posts that are just really, really not well done. So this one comes from June 11th, 2020. Oh, uh, a month ago. And it's, uh, it's titled, Can This Movie Get Any More Stupidity? <laughs> uh, by IMDb user PT underscore Kid 11. And he says, or she says, they say, An archaeologist fought alone hundreds of Arabs and German Nazi by himself. Wow. It's good for eight years or less, but those days adult to really... Enjoy it? it? Good for eight years or less. Can't argue at that point. I don't think so. I'll give it three <laughs> stars for the scene in the jungles and the old Egyptian uh, beautiful designs. That's all. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I thought I thought that was well well worded, well played, and that's one of those reviews that it's. I mean. Honestly, I think we sometimes don't give Roger Ebert the credit that he's due for some of those classic reviews he contributed. Speaking of the second review, what was that one? Oh, yeah. The second review. Was, did you have uh, a second one? Or is that I have, only one? Well, I have a bunch of them here. I'm just skipping through to really kind of decide. Here's an older one. So this one I thought was 
a little odd, and I'll explain why. Uh, so this one was from August 10th, 2002. Uh, it was written by IMDb user SSide2075, and it is titled Overrated. Indiana Jones is another good but grossly overrated movie. It's good, don't get me wrong, full of action and all that jazz, but I don't see how anyone could see it as one of the best movies ever. Probably, uh, sorry, people probably just like it so much because it's a classic movie from when they were growing up, but I don't quite, but I don't think it quite stands the test of time. Bye. (laughs) Eight out of ten stars. Well, and, and you know, eight out of ten stars. But eight not, out of ten stars. Not 10 out of Give 10. me the eight out of ten stars, goddammit. I think, you know, to, to be honest, though, like, I want to laugh. But at the same time, I kind of get that review. Like, if you're not able, if this is not the kind of movie that you can just shift into a particular gear and just open up, you know, the floodgates of joy and just enjoy it for being the, the ridiculous thing that it is. I can see how you might just be a little like, yeah, it's okay, but I don't understand why everyone says it's the best thing ever. Like, I can totally get that for someone who's unable to just take it all in and go for the adventure. So maybe this person, like, broke their adventure bone and it's still healing and they're not able to, like, sense or feel good adventure when they wrote that. It could be. Yeah. Could be. I'll read one more. Hmm. Uh, this one was also recent. This was from May 2nd, 2020. It's by uh, IMDb user Benji Boom, and it is titled Pros and Cons. <laughs> uh, and, and this was listed as having spoilers. So, Oh, okay. Benji Boom writes, Pros. Good action scenes. Carried a lot by great theme song. Decent main hero. Really nice set designs. Temples and caverns look very cool and mysterious. Mm, pro. It's yeah. all one pro. Pro. Uh, cons. Character can be cheesy. Plot seems to make stuff up as it goes. Feels a little disjointed. No one can believably act scared in this film. <clears throat> Beat part. Opening scene, best sense of action, adventure, good characterization, just a lot of fun. Worst part, pretending Marion died. Pretty unbelievable, and Indy didn't seem too sad at all. Just a stunted series of events. Now, I gotta jump in right there. Because this was, again, we're with a nitpicking of little, like, weird little things. I, I kind of, that point there resonates with me about Marion and, and stuff, because... Well, I thought her death was perfectly reasonable and like I thought she died. The fact that she didn't die and that Indy's comment is like, you switched baskets and like the nodding with a big smile. And it's like, what? Wait, she got out of this for switching baskets? No, you saw her loaded up into the truck. She was in the basket. There were no other baskets to switch into. And then the thing blows up like Obviously, there's some sort of magician trick where she switched baskets and not just climbed out of one and into a different one to hide. So the question I'm asking you, Anthony, is where is the credits for Penn and Teller in this movie? Well, so that was on an episode of Bullshit, I think. Oh, okay. Um, Oh, no. Uh, Penn and Teller weren't born in 1936, so it would have had to have been... 
I don't know, Harry Houdini? Was he alive back then? I hope they make a Raiders of the Lost Ark 2 one day. I hope so, too. Um, I'd really like to see that indie kid, you know, get his get, get a fair shake at, you know, a, a, a trilogy. Uh, as long as they don't go with, like, four films, because I think four would probably be too much. Well, four's too many. I mean, that's always the case. But, like, if they made a Raiders of the Lost Ark 2... I like to see them go with the whole Casablanca theme and have at one point have Indy come out like in a white tux, just like Humphrey Bogart or like, like, I know that's a stretch. I know that's crazy, but like, I, I just want to see more parallels uh, to the, to that movie. If they do, more maybe do, maybe do some show tunes in there too. Cause I feel like some, some show tunes, even if it's just at the beginning of the movie, yeah. I think would be okay. Um, and and maybe maybe get rid of the Nazi theme, like you know. Well, at least for one of the sequels, sure, it's, it's sure. A bit, it's a bit heavy. How about we go with some sort of like dark voodoo priestess who rips hearts out of people? That'll be a lot easier for the kids. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that that was that 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 would be that that would be some kids' first entry into the Indiana Jones franchise. So I I think that that would be just. That'd be just swell. Although I think for one of the sequels, though, you'd have to. I know we bring it up all the time, but you'd have to get Sean Connery in there. At well, some point. we joke about this all the time, but there's no way I would greenlight, you know, a, a trilogy of Raiders of the Lost Ark two and Raiders of the Lost Ark three without Sean Connery. I'd say we save him for the last the last chapter um, because that's going to be. I mean, that's going to have the biggest impact. I think that's what we need to do. I, I think and, you're probably right, and then it's done. And then it's done, right there. It's, it's done. done. There's no more after that. Like, like that's the end of the series. In, in the second movie, we have short round. But in the third movie, we we got to have you know we got to have someone playing playing uh, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones' dad. Um, let's call him Henry or something like that. But like, and yeah, then, yeah, it's, yeah. then it's done. Um, yeah, I, I think that's. I think we've we've nailed it here. We got to flesh these things out because. I think there's a lot of potential for the third film in this trilogy. I I do. I think so. Do you do you think that okay, and again, fan casting here. If we got Sean Connery to come in, do you think he could pull off like a good accent that would make it very believable that he's Harrison Ford's dad? Now, uh, let's not overthink it. Let's not overthink no, it. Let's yeah. just let I him mean, use the same accent that he always just had. Let's it's, let Sean Connery be Sean Connery. I mean, did did we ask for a Russian accent in Hunt for Red October? Yes. No. Well, okay, yes. Well, we asked, but yeah, we got the slightly did, off Scottish. Yeah. Did we ask for a Spanish accent in Highlander? No. No, no we did not. And we, we asked, didn't get it, did we? We asked for Scottish, I believe. Right. Yeah. We got we asked for Scottish even though he played a Spaniard. Yeah, yeah. That we was asked for true. Scottish and that's what we got. But so, but but like when we asked when we were Darby O'Gill and the little people, we said, "Can you give us Russian?" And he said, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> and that's what is that what we got? I Darby O'Gill and the little people. I mean, I think I'll let everyone just know the answer in their own head because we've all seen Darby O'Gill and the Little People. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna insult anybody by telling you one thing or another. You know the answer. <laughs> so speaking of Raiders of the Lost Ark, 
didn't don't didn't you like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade too? I did for sure. That was <laughs> yeah. I think that was my favorite one. Um, actually, you know what's funny is in researching the, the ten minutes worth of research that I did into these uh, reviews, I ran across at least three that complained about this movie and then called uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom the superior film of the trilogy. Not just like in gen- not not just com- between these two, but of the trilogy, Temple of Doom was the best movie. Well, I mean, I, I mean, it's been a long time. I'll just say that I, I don't want to definitively weigh in. I, there's something about Temple of Doom that's made me not have the urge to go back and rewatch it. But maybe, maybe, maybe that there's something to that. I don't know. Maybe. You know, to be fair, I like Temple of Doom as a movie in and of itself. I think it's fine as a standalone film. I think that it disjoints the Indiana Jones franchise. I think if you called him, you know, Ohio Johnson and uh, made it his own thing, like that'd be great. Uh, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I mean, I guess forget about. Uh, let's get away from him. We're getting off track, and that's just unacceptable. But the one question that <laughs> that's I not have, the memory distillery. I yeah, know. that's not the memory distillery that everyone knows and loves. The question I have, question that's on everyone's lips, on on their chap lips, is where did Indiana Jones come up with such a cool name for himself? Because his dad doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would name him something that cool. No. Well, I mean. If memory serves from the the thoughts that I've had about the script for having Indy's dad in the movie that definitely hasn't been made before, he keeps calling him Junior. So obviously he doesn't recognize the name Indiana as Indy's name. So where did he get it? We named a dog Indiana. Wow, that's a great line. We should totally use that. I think that's a that's really that's going to be a, a that's going to be the defining moment of this podcast. Yeah, for sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you've answered the question, speaking of the most musicalist movie <laughs> podcast ever, <laughs> the music <laughs> in our podcast comes from the song <laughs> "Destroying the Evidence" by Semaphore. I just had to get that out there because I keep forgetting every week to mention that. Yes, um, and then I also like to mention this crazy thing about contacting us at thememorydistillery at gmail dot com if you think that we should do more musical based episodes. <laughs> that's just off the top of my head not that we're wrapping things up i just wanted to make sure and, and that you also all realize that you can tweet us at tmd pod and, and check out our instagram and go to tmdpod.com and all those great things yeah yeah again uh off for no reason i just had to mention that like that yeah so with all that said that's our show everyone thank you so much for listening to us each and every week as we just saw another favorite from our past uh check us out every monday uh we are rocking through some summer blockbusters i think i think we've kind of made that proclamation now so stay tuned for that if you have suggestions uh hit us at the spots that john just mentioned as far as social media and 
uh, John already did his part of the closing. So uh, he's John Deck. And I'm Anthony (laughs) Vernier. And this has been the Memory Distillery. I was I was blinking my eyes into the microphone and it said love you on my eyelids but that probably didn't get picked up in the microphone <laughs>